Today's episode is brought to you by the Vegas Beer Guys. The Everything Sequel podcast contains explicit language. Because we learned it from you, Dad. Hello and welcome to the Everything Sequel Podcast. This is a top five episode. We're wrapping up the year. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Michael Schantz of the How Dare You Awards. Joining me, one Tom Stewart of Lonesome Whistle Productions. The man with a list, no doubt. Say hello, Tom. You want the top five? Here it is. <laughs> Sugar Hill Gang. <laughs> Eminem, Wally, Icy Cube, and Sir Mix-a-Lot. Yeah, put them on the glass. Is that from House Party? No, that is from another one. Care to guess again? Fuck. No, it has to be from House Party. <laughs> no, it's uh, it is it is Jerry Seinfeld from the post-credit sequence of uh, Top Five. The Chris Rock. Oh, okay. Vehicle. I was so scared that you were about to say a B movie. <laughs> no, because I mean, in that movie, everyone names their top five rappers. Yeah. But everyone who has done it up until that point is cool enough to know the names of five rappers. <laughs> but when Jerry Seinfeld gets around to it, he runs out and mentions some mix a lot, which I think is great. That's fantastic. That's my- I haven't seen top five. Oh, you haven't? No. Oh, there you go. You've got you've got an excuse. Yeah. It's it's not it's not very good. But that was my highlight. Oh, what a ringing endorsement! <laughs> <laughs> but I like that. I like that Jerry Seinfeld was only you know, kind of one grade above me in rap knowledge. Yeah, one grade below me in rap knowledge. You know, it's like, <laughs> I was gonna say uh, one grade above. <laughs> no, no, yeah. No, I know more about rap than he does, but not much more. Well, uh, this is a an offshoot episode, so while I have it everybody is. listening, I'll say this. Rush to your theaters right now and go see Godzilla Minus One. Oh, it's uh, too late for me, uh, I'm afraid. I will, I'll see it at some point. It's not too late? It's still in Are theaters? They... No, it's gone. It's gone from theaters. No? I... <laughs> It's gone from any theater near me. Okay. I can't go to theaters right now for reasons that I can't talk about on the podcast. <laughs> give it a although I wish give it a couple of days. Yeah, give it a couple of days. I'll be able to go back into into theaters, but uh, it'll be with the boys, so it'll be a uh, it'll be a, probably be a Wonka trip. I gotta tell you, I was you gonna you gonna ruin Wonka for me. I was not looking forward to Wonka. More than maybe... I, there's no reason I thought that I would enjoy Wonka at all. I was quite yeah. charmed by it. It's, you know... I think, um, it's, I think it got me just... Director of Padding... Director of the Padding Yeah, things. I know. The guy knows how to, how to reimagine classic fare. Yeah. I don't... You know... I, I almost lost my voice singing one of the songs on my way home. I, okay, great. I was actually yeah. had a good time. I mean, nobody's yeah. ever going to be... Gene Wilder, so get that out of your heads, you know. Yeah. But it's 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 as though the character uh, himself has not reached whatever darkness uh, we see when we actually see him in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. And it's just his happy self. And yeah, I mean, I I, well, I was delighted by the movie. I had a really good time. But no, Godzilla uh... minus one is one of my favorite movies this year. Okay, great. I'm good. glad to hear it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the I think it was consecutive weeks in a row the the two most popular movies in the US were both Japanese and that made me very happy. Yeah, right. I saw the other one, The Boy and the Heron, which is a superb piece of film art. Um so Didn't you also say you can love it cuz you don't have to pay attention to it or something like that? Did I say no? No, what I said, what I said was that my favorite Studio Ghibli movies are my favorite movies to to fall asleep to. Yeah, okay. <laughs> because if you fall asleep in the first act and you wake up in the third act, you have no idea how we got from one place to, to another. another. Okay. 
And and yeah, so I probably haven't seen the middle hour of most Studio Ghibli movies. All right. And I've just I'm just making it up in my head, which and it's probably probably what they do on screen is more imaginative than what's going on in my head. Yeah. As to how those those parts of the movie connect. Well, here we are, Tom. It's the beginning of a new year. We just wrapped up yeah. one year. We gave our regular listeners a little treat and let them listen to uh, what they're missing on the Patreon with yes. a couple of Karate Kid movies. You're welcome. Yeah, you are welcome. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> and then we thought <laughs> we we thought we could uh, start wrapping our years up by looking over the year, just you know the movies that we or series we did in the year. Yeah. And we each take five movies. Uh huh. From the entire year as our top okay. five sequels. Of all the sequels we watched in the year, great. Doesn't that sound fun? It does. I will repeat to you what I said off air, which is: Do we want to cap, put a cap on how many from each series you can select? I don't know that we should have a cap. If you if you are like thinking to yourself that well, four movies from one <laughs> series are the best out of all the sequels we've watched, I'm happy to tell you how wrong you are. Okay. But I don't think you will be, and I, I, I just think you haven't thought it through. <laughs> Listen, for starters, I'm already <laughs> ready to argue about movies I know that are going to be on your list that should not be on your list. No, you, you don't. You don't know that. I do. I know what you're going to do. You are going to be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> I, could, I think I'm looking at your list right now. What? As someone who's going to pick four movies from one series but, but I, I, I can't understand why you won't be doing that because <laughs> I won't well I guess this is our first argument then <laughs> fine happy to have it I went back through the list of titles we've explored this year and I was like there, there's one base, all, almost all the all the top five could be from this one series well, I don't know, uh, but I'm inter- I'm interested to find out that that's not not the case. Yeah, I don't you. know I what the what, what's what's changed since we talked about. You're them. talking about. Look, really, for, for starters, let's look at okay. what we have watched this year. We have watched the Indiana Jones series. We have watched the Friday the Thirteenth series, or half of the Friday the Thirteenth series. That is correct. We have watched the Star Wars prequels. Yes. And sadly, the House Party series. <laughs> which will represent no choices on my list, I can say right now. Well, okay. Well, there we go. There we can. I, I can. Uh, that's our first point of agreement then. <laughs> House Party will not feature in this episode. All right. We have the 1990 single sequels. Well, the second half of the 1990 sure. single sequels. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, the Two Jakes and uh, Three Men and a Little Lady. It does. Did I miss anything? No. And then we got the Bad News Bears, The mm-hmm. Omen Series, and Robocop. Yep. A lot to choose from. A lot. However. <laughs> Still, I'll pose the question one final time. Do you want to put a cap <laughs> on how many sequels we can select from each series? Because one of these, I, 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 I'm try, I, I don't know, I don't want to spoil it. I just want you to try and remember back to discussions we've had about rankings of series in the past. Well, this was one of the most interesting things for me, where I was looking at sequels and I would say to myself, well, this is a possibility. And then I would think to myself, did I even rate that one the top of that series list? Mm, so to me, it was interesting to see which of the movies stuck with me over time. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. As being the most interesting. Huh. I mean, how do you want to do Like, did you, like, when I first started compiling my list, I think I told you just now off air, I said, I've got nine possibles. Nine possibles that could be mm. in my top five. 
and then I had to I've whittle. I've got eight. Yeah, I've got eight before whittling. Okay. Are there any other series other than House Party that didn't make your possibilities? Yeah. And they are? Uh, uh, the Bad News Bears. Yeah, that's mine. And... Uh, Robocop. <laughs> that was close to one of mine, but at the very beginning, I put Robocop 2 as a possibility. But, but here's the other issue. I think I think if we'd have if we'd have done RoboCop two and three, we did do RoboCop two and three, right? Yeah, no, bear with me. Okay. And but didn't do RoboCop the original for and the reboot for the Patreon. Right. I I think that almost made it a no brainer that the, the RoboCop two is not worthy. Um. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it didn't make my top as, five. As, and, I, and I just watched a documentary about the making of RoboCop as well, in which the only discussion of this was of this was a, let me see, probably about it was four four hour and a half episodes about the making of RoboCop. And wow! The amount and RoboCop two six and three, hours of behind the scenes. Uh-huh. And wrote this is this is all that was said about that's Robocop mental math right there, sir. It's very good. It's very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> and you know I am not capable of the same, so I'm I, grateful to you. I converted your your minutes into hours. You did <laughs> <laughs> on the fly. Uh, this and all that was said about Robocop two and three were I've met some people who liked the second one. I haven't met anyone who liked the third one. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> literally it the name of the the documentary was robodoc the making of robocop that is all that was said about <laughs> i mean it speaks to a larger perception problem about sequels that i don't yeah. I, I don't agree with but uh i find it hard to disagree with it in the context of robocop mm. interestingly though i watched a uh, a a two-part documentary about fright night which almost covered Fright Night and Fright Night 2 almost equally. So I feel hmm. like, at least in the horror world, people are open to the possibility of sequels uh, being worthy of discussion. Yeah. But not in science fiction, apparently. <laughs> so yeah, that that uh, those three series did not make it on my, on my shortlist. Okay. Two of those did not make it on my list. RoboCop 2 barely made it on and was quickly shunted aside. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, 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 it had exactly the same thought. It was like, RoboCop 2? No. But here's the thing that's interesting is that, I mean, you're, you, you seem here to be advocating for you can only pick, say, one movie from a series... Well, just just because I will, I'm I'm going to pick multiple and at that point from one series, then RoboCop all of a sudden is in gameplay for me, if if that was my choice. Okay. Right. I'm I'm surp- I'm surprised. Get I I mean, given this discussion that we have either of us have yet to mention. Well, I guess it's less surprising that I have not mentioned the Star Wars prequels. But it is very surprising that you have also not mentioned that (laughs) in the elimination round. (laughs) Believe it or not, we're making the format up on the fly. Um, (laughs) Oh, I missed one. Are you telling me that on your short list? (laughs) I missed one. that that was just confirmation that you've made a mistake yes. as opposed to <laughs> as opposed to opening this up into a much more interesting discussion yeah, sorry. Like, oh I'm I sorry I missed one I didn't mean to, to shut down your hopes that 
that I might have been open to that. No, you're right. Yeah. That did not make my list, sir. Well, it might not make my final list, but it's on my but one at least one of those movies is on my short list. All right. The second one. You don't know that for a fact. I do. <laughs> I Sherlock Holmes that shit. <laughs> well, it is a detective movie as we previously yes, discussed. Right. Oh boy. Um yeah, I mean I don't know. It was funny when I first started looking at at all the movies we'd done. Mm-hmm. You know, on a on a first glance, I kind of shunted aside a couple of series where, you know, one in particular mm-hmm. where I thought I really loved a couple of those movies. But top five, I doubt it. And then I realized that we only did eight series total in the year. Yeah. And right. all of a sudden you go, oh, no, well. I mean, if that's the case, a couple of those movies, I think, are going to make my list, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So... It's a good... Also, the, the, it's nice to it's nice to compile these lists, not just for our own gratification, but to sort of, you know, get back to the question of what, what you value in a sequel. I was going to say, it's interesting to look at the movies in that vein when you look between series to see what you value mm-hmm. in a sequel. Because there's, there's a... You know, not quite a model, not quite a sort of boilerplate, but the the, the sequels I've chosen seem to have a commonality about where they stand in the series and what they're trying to do, Mm -hmm. how, you know, how they're able to both imitate and divert from the original Mm. or the previous movie, that kind of thing. Yeah, sure. Clearly, I appreciate that. So I assume the best way to go is uh, five to one. Okay. So we have to pick our five, uh, five now. Yeah. Okay. I got a problem at five because I'm between two movies, and it's. I think I know the movie that I well, should pick. Yeah. But I find myself thinking it's the movie I don't want to pick. Oh, tell me more about that. One of these movies I think is probably clearly a better movie mm. than the other. But if you told me which which one do you want to watch right now, mm. I'd pick the other one. Okay. So, and I think this was a movie that I liked more than you. I think we both liked the first half quite a bit. I think I like the second half more than you do. Hmm. It was a movie that surprised me. Uh, when we first did it. Okay. And my my fifth place movie. Okay, X Factor judge. Let's move this. Along. My fifth place movie is going to be Three Men and a Little Lady. Yeah, I thought that was coming. Yeah. Uh, that was never in contention for me. I don't think, and for exactly the reasons you said, I, I think it. I don't think it achieved the highs that you make out. You're wrong. And it's definitely not <laughs> consistent. Interestingly, recently I saw Dinah for the first time. Oh, for the first time, I'm really? Amazed to amazed how much uh, what a what a kind of character actor Steve Gutenberg was. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Home for the Holidays? No. It's directed by Jodie Foster. Okay. Oh, uh, with uh, Holly Hunter. With Holly right? Hunter, yeah. Is Steve Gutenberg in that? He is. Okay, I'll and give it, it a try. Speaking to what you're saying about a character actor, I think it's the best he's ever been is in that movie. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Do, does uh, are there any nuclear explosions in that in that movie? No. Because that's why I feel like he's at his best. <laughs> The man who changed Reagan's mind. <laughs> Did you know that that was a Nicholas? I I didn't know that was a Nicholas Meyer movie. Oh, until recently. No. The day after. I didn't know that. I saw him on a documentary talking about it, and he said this. You know, he's like, "You're basically, uh, you know, you're welcome. I saved all your lives." 
<laughs> in classic Nicholas Myers. <laughs> That's great. And the, the interviewer said, you feel like this changed everybody's minds. It's like, I don't think it changed anyone's minds who watched it, apart from the one man that, that, that mattered most do something too. about it. Yeah. And it changed his mind, so who cares? <laughs> that is fucking fantastic. Well, can you guess uh, what movie was close? I'll tell you. Something you think is a better movie. I was about to give you a clue, but it's too big a clue, I think. Uh, Omen 3, The Final Conflict. Oh, it's interesting you say that, because that one was, like... In in the genre of movies that you like more than I do, but we both quite like. Yeah, so (laughs) that was the one... So I guess there were three that were in contention, and then that one was the one that was the outlier. Yeah. And then I couldn't remember if I even labeled that one above Omen 2 when we originally did the series. Hmm. But I hope I did, because it's the movie that stuck with me. So Omen 3 was really close to my top five. It probably should be. But I was no. I was also close to giving it to the Rescuers Down Under. Oh, I, that was going to be my first guess, but... Yeah, that's a... Excuse the pun, an odd duck of a movie mm-hmm. I think about it daily I think since we've talked about it <laughs> just because I, I'm just thinking about computer anim- you know yeah. like the watershed computer animation it stuck with me how... in that way how it's a bridge between one and the other and yeah and it's a much better story and movie than I would have thought it was going to be it's a well made yeah. movie it is, yeah. It's a really well crafted, uh, really well crafted movie. Well, that's. I mean, you know, you you've you've give you so you you're sticking with. I, I'm gonna stick with three men and a little lady. Omen three is well, probably the more interesting movie to me, out of those three, but. I think the performances in Three Men and a Little Lady are so winning, and I, I like those three guys together. I do too. So, I like those three guys, you know, separately. Yeah, and together. But I—that's that's, that's uh, the one that I would sit down and watch more than the other two. So I gave it to Three Men and a Little Lady. Well, I'm going to join you in 1990, and I'm going to say The Rescuers Down Under is number five on my list. All right. And then you have four because from I... one movie, or three <laughs> from Star Wars. No, I you you got it completely wrong. Okay. Um, then it's Friday the thirteenth. Oh, I'm so curious. Well, I don't. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't, at this. I'm not prepared to say at this point. Because <laughs> as soon as I say, the episode's over. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. So your your fifth is Rescuers Down Under. Yes, I'm I'm prepared to say because that because you're yes. you're saying it's. Well, I, I take it we're we're these other movies. I mean, yeah. I, I it's weird to talk about. I was going to say these other movies weren't close for you, but those were my movies. So, no, the the three men not close to. I guess I guess close. <laughs> it, it was very close to another um, watershed in computer animation mm. movie. Uh, that you probably think is the first on my list, <laughs> which was Attack of the Clones, but didn't quite make make the cut. Oh, I thought you meant close to four. No. Oh, no. So Clones no, they're, doesn't they're... make your list at all? No. So Star Wars prequels are out of the running for me, too. It's the only <laughs> one I'd ever consider putting in. Well, then um, it's nice to have seen you grow up here on the Everything Sequel Podcast. I th- I'm not I'm not proud of myself I'd like, for that. I'd like I to just... count my influence as being a good influence on you. Well it's it's more to do with the competition. Sure. Okay. But it was it'd be right outside my 
around outside my top five. Oh, that's embarrassing. It's enough. It's enough for me to expose people to the possibility that they the Star Wars prequels might be better than they are. I don't have to. I don't have to prove anything beyond that. Also, you can't. Yeah, then it gets really tricky. <laughs> but you know, just it's important for me that people see the value in. Uh, the auteurism of George Lucas and St- George Lucas's vision of Star Wars, and and you know the. I don't know if we talked about this when we did Dial of Destiny, but the uh, which, by the way, is is not going to be on my list, um, <laughs> as if that was ever a possibility. But what's kind of missing from that, what is 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 the good and the bad of Lucas, because he makes a lot of eccentric choices that I don't necessarily agree with, but I'm interested in. Okay. And I feel like you don't get from any other filmmaker. Mm. And the more that, you know, I just saw today, there's a, there's a movie called the Mandalorian and Grogu heading for theaters. Yeah. I mean, it's the most predictable thing you could possibly imagine. I just saw it with John Favreau directing. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I just think, you know, star Wars needs, needs quirkiness it needs eccentricity it means it needs a guy behind it who who is gonna make the choice you never see coming mm-hmm. so that's why often why i speak up for the star wars prequels and uh minimize the problems they have which are myriad i'll say mm. well i'm glad to see you took the mature approach it is what the mature approach by putting the rescuers down under <laughs> on my list no by eliminating kind of a fucked up world Star is it Wars and that's the mature choice from contention i didn't think you yeah, had no it one in li- you. no one likes the rescuers down under either i'm just substituting one unpopular opinion for another i think people say that about the rescuers without having seen it though i agree and it's easier to argue for its merits hmm. but at the same time no there's you won't find many people reciprocally putting the rescuers down under on any top five list. Mm -hmm. Well, now we get into a place where, uh, I mean, I, I, you know, spoiler alerts, I guess I'm going to flip between two series. Okay. For the whole rest of my list. Okay. So you're not as, uh, um, dispersed as I thought you were. Yeah. I, I guess I am too. Really? <laughs> am I? I was starting I to think know. that maybe to... you had three from one series. I, 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 well, that, yeah, but both, both things could be true. <laughs> I could be switching between two series and also have three from one. I ask you, sir, what? Now who's the math master? <laughs> I ask you, sir. What is number four on your list? Uh, hmm. This is really hard now. And actually, I had a four and three or... Because I'm going to... Because look, look, if we're not putting a cap on how many sequels you can have from one series, I'm going to have to get rid of one that I'm not happy about. But Excellent. I can't see where it's going. So that movie, which is not going to be in my top five as of this point, is uh, Damien Omen 2. Okay. Which was definitely on the short list. But in the end, it's too much of a kind of... It was on the list. It was on top part of my nine. Yes, it's part of my part of my short list. In the end, it's, it's, it's just too... Too flat and conventional compared to the others. Yeah, and I... I, I still can't remember if I put that one above. So solid, though. Such a solid yeah. sequel. I couldn't remember if I put it above Omen 3, The Final Conflict. But in looking back, Omen 3, The Final Conflict is such an interesting movie to me. But far more flawed. The, the, this, the, it's like Damien Omen 2 is... It's less, it's less interesting in the sense that I think it's less interesting thematically. Especially thematically, thematically, yeah. 
But, but that's uh, what stuck with me about Omen Three. So so it has so many great performances in that movie. Yeah. That's probably why I put it on the shortlist in the first place. But in the end, I think it, it's too run of the mill. All right. Compared to the others on the list. I'll ask you again. Number four. <laughs> Not getting any closer to an answer. Uh, all right. Snap decision. Parts, uh, Friday the 13th, part six, Jason lives. Well, we're similar. Hmm. You know my affinity for that movie. So I yeah. am Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Well, this is the problem. This is what I knew was going to happen. This is why we. <laughs> this is why I was pushing for a cap. You don't. You don't want one of these. Everyone meeting in the first round. So it's like world world club planning. Uh, I don't think uh, it matters strategy. that we're yeah. in the same series. I think it matters. Okay. You know. I take great comfort in the fact that you're wrong. About Jason lives. Yeah, it's in the wrong spot. It's in the wrong spot of my top five, and that makes you upset. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a. I mean, it's a. It's a. You know. It's, but you should be upset again, at me. I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired of. I'm tired of uh, <laughs> having to defend defend this. You know these accolades <laughs> I give these movies. Solely because they happen to come from a series which has a very high standard of sequel. <laughs> but you could be equally upset at me for putting the final chapter in the wrong spot. Because, man, what a great movie. No, I get it. I get it. It's difficult. It's a difficult... Uh, but I'm surprised no. after our conversation and after, after your kind of hand-wringing about Jason Lives and our talk about it, you know, I haven't succumbed. Yeah, you have not. You've yet to succumb to the realization of, uh, you know, letting that movie climb higher on any list. You have you had an end or an end of the year chance to right your wrong and you failed. I, I, yeah. Well, that applies to so many things in my life. That, <laughs> interestingly, that you <laughs> you didn't make it specific to what we're talking about now because. Really, that's really a catch-all statement you just made there. Mm. But no, I, I, I hasn't changed. My mind hasn't changed about where it stands in relation to other Friday the Thirteenth movies. Mm -hmm. But I feel the same about everything, everything else, and it's not quite the lightning in a bottle that the other two potential that might be on my list are <laughs> but in what order because that's really the only mystery left at this point <laughs> well i think i'm going to surprise you with my number three go on what is your number four i told you i've forgotten friday the 13th the final chapter oh that's right yes the what we were talking yeah. about <laughs> <laughs> Teach that active listening. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> you know, at a first glance, I wasn't sure that this movie would even make my list at all. But then I realized, yes, this... It sucks that I already know this isn't The Phantom Menace, because I would have got really excited <laughs> for about 10 seconds. This, this movie... Uh, this movie has flaws. But hmm. it's a very good movie made by a director who I think is a great director. Mm -hmm. Maybe more so than you. And I think it's a, 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 <laughs> okay. a more polished movie than most. This is like Guess Who. I'm narrowing most it of down. The movies I've got rid of the guys with glasses. We have done on the list or this year. And so my, my number three is the last uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah, I knew. Well, I yeah, I knew from that preamble that's what you're gonna say. Yeah. yeah. Well, far be it from me to disagree with you. Uh, but I, I that was never seriously in contention for me that that sequel. Okay. I think I think there's just 
there's too much there's uh, too much wrong with it besides the you know the the father son dynamic for it to really be in contention like i said it's got problems that part of it but is all those the pro- best but, part yeah. of it but it also has steven spielberg and he's doing some pretty good work in that movie in one specific area I think he's a little bit exposed in too much of that movie as being a little bit misguided in what he thinks is funny, but the rest of the world doesn't understand to be comedy. Fine. Okay. But I appreciate a sure hand. And when I watch that movie, I see a pretty sure hand. Mm. Dramatically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not comedically. Not comedically. But dramatically and practically. Sure. Yeah, that's always a... That's a Steven Spielberg bonus. Promise. The Steven Spielberg promise. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then, smart guy. I mean, you tell me what's better. Smart (laughs) what? I'll tell you what's better. Well, speaking of great great directors and sure hands... Number two. Friday the 13th part two. Yeah. And that's Steve Martin. I mean, that, that, I mean, maybe I'm making too much of it because of, because of the revelation that, you know, Steve Miner's first movie is so, such an assured debut Mm -hmm. in a way that you don't normally see, but incredible movie. So here's my thing. The, the the quintessential part two. Yeah. And I'm amazed that history hasn't written it that way. Well, that's what counts against you. Because even as <laughs> I... Even, even as I'm... <laughs> what is that? I mean, listen. <laughs> now I've got history against me? I thought it was just you. <laughs> no, you got me and history against you because... Oh. You know, when we did that series, you had that at the top of your list, didn't you? No. Or you no. had four and then two. Yeah, four and then two. Okay. And then six. Kind of indistinguishable from each other. Right. But we talked about that. Like, I remember I remember watching part two and thinking, well, surely no movie's going to be better than this. Yeah. As did I. But I, f- I found and I discovered that as I went on and yeah. watched it's four and watched more. six, especially because six was brand new to me. Yeah. You know, I was shocked that I could find two movies that I thought were better than two. Mm-hmm. And then when you stack that series up against other series. Yeah. You know, I'm sad to say, but part two waned for me and did not make my list. Interesting. Yeah. Did not make your list at all? No, not at all. Where did you put it in your original ranking? Third, because I went six, four, two. Okay, well, it's consistent. Mm-hmm. People can be consistently wrong. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, but it feels. But like, it I feels feel like, like the... I have that sense of what you were just saying. You know, you were saying that history is not counting this movie where it should be, and right. I have that movie placed in my mind where popular culture seems to have placed it. No, you you have a, a, a place in great, much greater esteem than popular culture has it. You remember the ratings on those? Oh, that's true. Yeah. The percentages? Oh, my God. No, you're... I mean, you're, they're wrong, obviously, but... Yeah. But I think it's, it's you know... Damien Omen 2 goes off my list because... It's very, very good, but it's, you know, it's no great shakes. I think part two is is also solid and workmanlike, but also dazzling and amazing mm. at the same time. And that's why it's so high up on my list. Yeah, it's funny because when I first started thinking about it, it kind of got eliminated right away. Mm. And then the movie 
the two movies that I already have talked about that were on the outside of my list were The Rescuers Down Under mm. and Omen 3, for some reason, has jumped to the front of my brain in a way where that movie really stuck with me. Imagery from that movie. It, I, I remember performance I remember from all that the way movie. Back. Yeah, I, I remember all the way back when we were talking about it. You were really taken by it. it yeah. It, and I think that's that strange the strangeness of it rubbed off in a different way on you than it did on me i think okay i'm starting to gather that our number one's going to be the same maybe maybe not i'd be shocked if it wasn't which is too bad because i like arguing <laughs> telling you you're wrong <laughs> no you don't <laughs> yes i do <laughs> but all it reminds I... me of one of my one of my favorite going back to the quotable my favorite rap songs by a group called ugly duckling called eye on the gold chain and it's just a series of like rap brags <laughs> immediately countered with no you don't <laughs> so it's like i got my own sitcom no you don't <laughs> i act in the movies no you don't <laughs> take that jerry seinfeld <laughs> I love how I feel like I have to compete with Jerry Seinfeld's knowledge of rap just to feel good about myself yes. by throwing in that deep cut. All right, I think I have your top two pegged. Okay, okay. I imagine you probably have my top two pegged. Yeah. <laughs> If you're a decent person at all, you know my tattoo. Now, who, su who sunk whose battleships is the question. <laughs> I could do yours in order, I'm sure. Okay, go for it. I think your number two is Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Okay. And what do you think my top one is? <laughs> my top one? I think it's Temple of Doom. All right. I think I think your top is also Temple of Doom. Mm -hmm. And number two. I don't. I. I <laughs> Temple of Doom. What's I'm trying to think. What's left? Think of my list, not you... your list. Mm-hmm. Home and three's been getting a lot of play, but I don't think it's that. It can't possibly. I already said several times it's off my list. Yeah. Okay. Your top one is Temple of Doom. Oh, of course. Yes. Oh, actually, no, no, I'm not. No, I'm not so sure. Come on, Tom. No, no. So I think, okay. I, I think what happened was Indiana Jones is top and then Jason Lives is, is second. But I think you're just crazy enough to put part six at the very top of your list. <laughs> but I'm still. But you know, but I also know you talk yourself out of crazy sometimes in your rankings. Sometimes. So I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna double bluff you and say, Indiana Jones: The Temple of Doom is your number one, and Jason Lives is your number two. We're married for a reason. <laughs> We're podcast married for a reason. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, Am I right about you? No. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no. You're, Flip them. You're going Temple of Doom and then part four. Yeah. Wow. You're so wrong. <laughs> well, you know. But I'm thrilled. If La La Last Crusade has its problems. Temple of Doom has its problems. It's a much better movie and a much better sequel. But problems are plenty <laughs> throughout that movie. And we're both willing to look past a lot. Oh, I'll say. I'm in the, I even I'm got, in the I tell bag you, I, for Temple of Doom. I, I am in the bag. Uh, clearly, I'm in, the, I, I'm in the bag too. But I got uh, checked by none other than Time Out's film critic, Jeff King for saying how much I liked Temple of Doom. He was like, it's one of the worst sequels I've ever seen. 
<laughs> Directly to you, he said that? Well, I'm somehow I'm Facebook. Something went wrong and I'm Facebook friends with him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Something went wrong and I'm Facebook friends with him. No, no, it, yeah. It's like, Not for long, no. mister. Like the great uh, Craig Ferguson bit about you that starts with some, something had gone terribly wrong and I was attending a Hollywood party. <laughs> That's the way I feel about that. I'm somehow Facebook friends with Time Out's film critic, uh, London, Time Out London's film critic, Jeff King. Mm. And, you know, I said, tell me more. And uh, he, he replied he just thought it was bloated in every respect. And I said, I can't disagree with that. But you're watching but, the movie wrong. But I, but, but I replied, you'll be proud of me. In my reply, I said, I, I think excess is key to the pleasure of the film. Nice. Uh, and that, that was the end of the conversation. Probably not my Facebook friend anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He's got bigger fish to fry, <laughs> frankly. But, yeah, I think... It's interesting because Jason Lives and Temple of Doom... Are, movies that i think of in abstract as synthetic movies mm -hmm. and i don't mean that i'm not not in a disparaging no way. i think i know what you mean though yeah they're 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 uh, metatextual movies they're obsessed right. with surface and uh and they're uh self-reflexive and and uh, like i said friday the 13th the final chapter is just kind of is just one of those movies that captures a moment in cinema. And I don't even mean a historical moment in cinema. I mean those people making that movie. Yeah. And not Crispin Glover it, it dancing. You that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, all these you know uh, uh, Corey Feldman going apeshit and a hundred and one fever. Um, it's it's like these moments. You know, I just feel like seldom do we see films as this kind of record of people working together in a way that this movie is and i think that's what always puts it on top for me even against the other movies in the series and i guess because of my list <laughs> uh, against all the other movies we've done this year yeah. all right um so that's my rationale i don't particularly like or relish the idea that you're not as in the bag for temple of doom as i am Perhaps it's good no, for I'm the not, podcast, I... but I I don't approve of it, sir. You should be <laughs> in the bag as much as I am. And it's interesting what you're saying about yeah. the the sort of synergy, the synthetic kind of quality between mm. Doom and uh part six. Yeah. Because all that kind of ex that exercises in movie making. Yeah. Whereas Friday the 13th, the final chapter was kind of, it's like almost a documentary of itself. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. But what I think uh, is interesting is, like, I think the reason I find Temple of Doom more interesting is that quality that you're talking about in both movies feels more overt for the audience in part mm. six. And like, to me, mm. it's like Spielberg's waving his hand in a little bit of magic. Hmm. Trying to just like show you the story, but all those elements are still there. Yeah, and and, and it's doing calling them synthetic is doing a disservice to both movies because that they're held together by directors who you know know, know how to have two ideas in their head at any at given time. At one time, time yeah, right? sure. Yeah, they can tell a, they can tell an authentic story whilst making a spectacular movie at the same time both of those do it do yeah. uh, do that brilliant both of those movies do that brilliantly so but you know if i'm forced to rank and you are i'm gonna say as an as an experience friday the 13th the final chapter is the is the best sequel we we've done all year it's the fourth best <laughs> sequel sorry fourth best we've done all year I forgot. Sorry, fourth best. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Just, just change all my rankings now, just, just so we can get out of here. All right. I mean, no, it's, it's, this was. It's I like first. this. This is fun. Dog. I know you do. Yeah, I'm delighted. That 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 uh, that surprise. 
uh, headline is probably compensated for the lack of Star Wars prequels in my list. I really, th- I really thought you were going to come in here guns a-blazing. But I, but I, th- this is the thing. Like, I have to, you know, I have to play <clears throat> devil's advocate with those kinds of movies to you. Just so they get on the table. <laughs> just so we have something on the table that isn't just, you know, criticism. <laughs> It's like can't you? I want to. I want to present it to you. Can't you see the value? Same with Crystal Skull. Can't you see the value in this? Has this been misunderstood? Is this better? I than think you I think was. I called them all bad, but I think I was pretty generous with those Star Wars prequels. Considering you absolutely were. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. I know. I know. But I what I <laughs> what I'm saying is it's only because of how I presented it to you that Get you would have. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not no. saying, I, I, even I don't believe that. The hard no. work I put in. It's t- no, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's time, time and distance as well, right? Time and distance from the. But what I will do is blame you. I have the storm because I catch shit from other people saying. I mean, we're talking about them all the time now. But friend of the show Matthew Aldrich went back and watched yeah. all those movies. Like, no, fucking <laughs> terrible. What's the matter with you? Stop it. <laughs> I love how don't you Matthew dare Aldrich say is... one kind word about those movies. Matt Aldrich is like he's like our uh, our beat poet. <laughs> like he's like, no, the first idea you had was the just just write it down. Just write down the first idea. Don't second guess yourselves. Don't talk yourselves out of what you know to be true. <laughs> All right. What a good time. Yeah, so uh do we want to go do we need to go over that or should we What do you mean like just <laughs> tell everyone again our top 5? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, you probably were going to do that. I don't know. <laughs> I mean I could, I could, I have. I don't want to anchor mansplain. I have no problem saying that at the, uh, my top five are from five down, three men and a little lady, Friday the 13th, the final chapter, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Friday the 13th, part six, Jason Lives, and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. All right. And then from bottom to top, mine. That doesn't matter. We'll go. We're out of time, out everyone, of time. even though this is a podcast and we can take as much time as we can. Somehow we're out of time. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so number five, The Rescue is Down Under. Number four, uh, it's Friday the 13th, part six, Jason Lives. Number three, uh, Friday the 13th, part two. Number two, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And number one, Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Just out of curiosity, if you couldn't yeah. do more than one movie yeah. from one series, then what happens? <laughs> you're going to pull You're gonna pull the shit on me now after my repeated <laughs> please to you to do this from the start? God. <clears throat> if I could only pick one from each series, of course it would be the final chapter. Uh, and... Damien Omen 2 would be in there and Attack of the Clones would be in there. Mm. If I could only take one from each series. And Attack of the Clones and Damien Omen 2 would probably be trumped by Last Crusade, but I can't take I couldn't take Last Crusade because I already took Temple of Doom. Yeah. I probably have to go Rescuers Omen 3. <laughs> uh No, wait. Shit. I guess at five, I'd have RoboCop 2. <laughs> there you go. That's hilarious. It's already, it's already a better list. And then Three Men and a Little Lady, Omen 3. And then I'll stick with Jason Lives at 2 and Temple of Doom at 1. Yeah. But it's okay. We're, we're trying to... Of course to, it's okay. I'm right. Fi- but it's that thing where you, you know, it's when you get into... When you think about the World Cup, I do not. The person who wins... <laughs> well, yeah, no, you're an American. Of course you don't think about the World Cup. But as a British person, it's all I think about. Uh, even though it only happens every four years. Yeah. But um, 
just in the way that the contest is organized, you're not going to get the best team in the world winning the cup. Mm-hmm. Because it's it, it doesn't... It, it, it doesn't test who is the best team in the world. It tests who can win, who can beat which team when. Yeah, sure. Well, that's like all sports, though. It Like all, like all sports, but... By the way, highlight let's point out in this episode right now, Michigan Wolverines, number one, baby, champions. Go Blue. They did another Wolverine movie? <laughs> God damn it. Wow, James Mangold, he just can't get enough, can he? The Red Dawn. I think that was the find of this year that we reminded everyone that James Mangle directed the Wolverine as well as Logan. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was the best thing that happened all year. We did some where important work. Because everyone had forgotten that, including us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, just because of the way... It, it, and so doing it your way is more honest. Yeah. Because I actually think we, we put the film up there that we want to rather than um That's why I thought we should do it, yeah. Yeah. So it allows us to speak our truth. In the but, in the parlance uh, of our time. In the parlance of our times, it's fire. <laughs> <laughs> but we um but I get but you know, sort of you you can also you can also have fun pitting two strong movies against each other and and seeing who wins. Mm-hmm. So you know maybe we'll you know we'll uh, have a champion of champions at, at some point as well, and then it'll get it'll get more like that World Cup model where you're kind of like I like it's that a shame idea. these two it's a shame these two met more early <laughs> met so early in the competition. Yeah. <laughs> Because I remember when when Indiana Jones Minute did this with like the best scenes in the franchise, they ended up like accepting scenes they knew were not the best in the franchise just because of the way that they structured the uh, the competition. competition. They wanted some some easy early round knockouts. Well, it's just it's just like well, of course I'm gonna say this scene if it's up against the end of Temple of Doom. (laughs) (laughs) The elephant. I mean, come on. That's interesting. Talking scenes. Do you take do you take the <laughs> opening scene of Temple of Doom over the ending? Or vice versa? Of Temple of the ending of Temple of Doom? Yeah, do you take the front scene with Lao Che or do you take the bridge? Oh, the bridge. I thought you were talking about <laughs> that you're talking about the village? Uh, very funny. <laughs> no, I wasn't funny. talking about that. Uh, oh, opening scene all the way. Ride or die. And it's one of the best openings of any movie. Uh, but the bridge, Tom, the think, bridge. Can, the bridge is a set piece. I think it's, you know. You're probably right. It, the, it, and the, the opening of a movie is a very special thing. True. And to get it that right is a very special accomplishment. And to get it get it that right when technically doing everything so wrong <laughs> <laughs> is what makes it perfect. All right. Well, we can fight about it on another day. Yeah. That's it. Now we got a couple more years. Maybe we'll do this again because we were we came up with this idea late. We did. Yeah. Well, it's. After the year in which we're talking, <laughs> yeah. About. So yeah, everything is. We're playing. We're playing catch up, listener. Yeah, and, you might get one of these uh, episodes uh, again sometime in the foreseeable future. Some some <laughs> some other time when we're having to play catch yeah. up. <laughs> uh, and then you know we got the cha- we can do a champion of champions at some point. Yeah, I like that idea a lot. Yeah. All right. Goblet of gob goblet of goblets is uh. The Cup Winners' Cup translates to in Spain, I believe. Sure. <laughs> it's no goblet of fire. No, it's not. Have I? Oh, I, I'm. Well, this is. The, I was going to say this isn't the place to have this discussion, but it absolutely is. 
Uh, my son started getting into Harry Potter. Yes. So take that. Uh, we recently <laughs> we recently went to Universal Studios and he bought a uh, wand. No, a, a gown. Oh, a robe. Oh my. So they call them robes, don't they? They call them gowns. Did you get him a butterbeer? No. Um. I he 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 was just insistent. He wanted. I think he wants it for a Halloween costume. Mm. <clears throat> and the Slytherin was the only one that fit him. <laughs> Future dark wizard. Interestingly, though, his enthusiasm waned trying to <laughs> trying to uh, watch the entirety of the of the first movie. Does that mean you've watched the entirety of the first movie now? I've listened to him watch it in the back of a car. Okay. <laughs> Which is sort of the per- for me the perfect <laughs> viewing situation for that movie. But d- I, I just love the fact that you know he he lost interest like about half an hour in, and I was like, that's how I know he's my son. <laughs> <laughs> he was just overwhelmed by the mythology. I was like, I, I hate you. This is what I've been saying all along about this series. It's too hits you with too much mythology too quickly. Get out. All right, fine. I'll get him back on track. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's a growing obsession. So excellent. Uh, and uh, we will sit down and watch that first movie together. I'm sure at some point. All right, friend. I look forward to the tales. Oh, and FYI, too fat for the uh, flight of the hippogriff. Watch out, big men. They uh they they test you they the they uh have a test chair um when you go in and then it it uh, if you're on the larger side shall we say I, and I'm talking about men who are much more slender than I am who got rejected as well uh-huh. like but I I was well over the seat the thing wouldn't close because you have to go three sixty oh they uh <laughs> they wouldn't let me go on the ride I'm at sorry. Universal Studios. <laughs> it was so yeah to, basically they were they were really first of all they were really nice about it the people who the, so good job staff at universal studios you you handled it very handled it very appropriately also shame on you universal studios for putting your staff in that position uh-huh. but uh they said to me they just they gave me a choice they were like um it's like you can just kind of leave just go outside and wait for for the rest of your your party or you, or that we have a waiting room, where you can, where you can wait wait for the rest of your party. And uh, in my head, I was going, not going to the fat room. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to sit with other people who've been rejected on the basis of size. Can you imagine the lack of self esteem in that room? Just it would like hit you like a like a skunk when you go in. Ah! How's it going, everybody? Yeah, because <laughs> then you just iron people up. You're like, you're like, oh come on, what about this guy? There might be anyway. like uh, a basket of soda and sandwiches in there or something. It's, it's, it's just a, they set out a trough. <laughs> For you just to eat your feelings, like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh shit! The hippo trough. Well, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> you're gonna have to tell us uh, what your top five are. I hope you've watched all. The, I hope we've inspired you to watch all of these movies. Yeah. And you tell us what your top five are. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and I'm sure Elon Musk will be in jail soon. Uh, send an email to everythingsequel at gmail.com. For Tom Stewart of Lonesome Whistle Productions, Michael Schantz here. I'm from the How Dare You Awards. Say goodbye, Tom. I'm a dead fuck. <laughs> you purposely put your movie quote from your top movie yeah. in there. Right. I cry foul. Uh, hold on to your potatoes. <laughs> That's what I like. That's from your movie. There we go. I picked the best one for your movie. All right. Thanks, everyone. Antidote. We'll be back. Antidote.
I like to think I know something about beer, but nowadays even I get overwhelmed when confronted by the exhaustive selection of craft beers they have at bars, breweries, and even grocery stores. Back in the day you had one, maybe two craft beers to choose from, and if you were confused, you ordered a Guinness. But in beer stations like San Diego, the craft beer options lately are in double, sometimes even triple, digits. So what's a beer drinker to do? You need what I need, the Vegas Beer Guys. Your beer of choice should be a perfect blend of malt and hops. And so a live show about beer needs that same balance. And the Vegas Beer Guys matches beer expert Dan Aker with self-proclaimed beer novice Stephen J. Weiss. The results are eminently drinkable. They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. They'll try new beers. They'll tell you about beer. Think of them as your beer sherpas guiding you up a foamy-headed mountain to reach the peak of your pint. God, I need a beer.